It's time to play the show. The bell has rung, and that big show might be over. But it's time for us to bring wrestling information you can enjoy with the match predictions, analysis, the ups and downs of professional wrestling, all reaction, some beverage drinking to bring you logic on tap with your good brothers. It's time for you to look into the eyes of Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder on Beer, Blues, and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special wrestling review edition of Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that lets you know that true fans count down from 90 and not just from 10. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Well, Howard Blues, I was waiting for the horn to go off so that I knew that it was my turn to talk, but we don't have time to wait for that because I'll get to that later. So there's a tease for you. What am I talking about? You have no idea, but it's coming up later in this very episode. And you'll be as... Eh, <laughs> as ever. So... Every journey of every superstar <laughs> has an origin. <laughs> every, yeah, you saw it. They've got a destination, and it's this show, Beer, Blues, and BS. Yes! <sighs> All right, we should probably start to d get to drinking. Or at least I should, because I have a feeling I'm going to be talking a lot. So, uh, Howard, what do you got on tap? Uh, well, Kidder, uh, you know me on these uh, wrestling reviews. I try to keep it to something I've had on the main show uh, before, and uh, uh, just because I have a bunch of these in my fridge, uh, I'm going with Grain Belt uh, tonight. So you've got the primo, yeah, just the primo Grain Belt, you know, America's friendliest beer. Not so. to be confused with Primo, who then went to sell timeshares in Cuba. Mm. Mm. <laughs> all right um hey this one's close and it looks tropical um i had this on the show as well it's a smirnoff ice pineapple lemonade and i need to get rid of it so <laughs> it's not terribly carbonated thankfully so i'm going to give this one a go for the show and no mountain dew pitch black did not give us any Mountain Dew Pitch Black, and that's fine because it's black cherry, and that sounds disgusting. So, I suppose the whole show, the whole premise, number one, thanks for joining us. Number two, our regular show, Beer Blues and BS, online, beerbluesbs.com. You can watch all the past episodes, see how much fun we have doing the various things that we do and uh, the shenanigans that we get into on this show. Anything, everything up for grabs with topics. It's Beer Blues and BS by name, but anything goes. Not like this show. <clears throat> Royal Rumble. There it is. Royal Rumble. So thanks for joining us on this wrestling edition we discuss the pay-per-view or the premium live event depending on which uh, uh uh business you're talking about and uh, tonight we will be talking premium live event and you can get a premium t-shirt 
to go with this premium event at beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch. Great selection of premium t-shirts and premium pint glasses to match this very pint glass beer blues and BS, which you can win. Power blues. We got a contest. How can, how can one of these fine people watching or listening win a triple B pint glass? Well, kidder, it's actually very simple, three easy steps. All you have to do first, you got to subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's free, costs you nothing, easy to do. Just go hit that button. The second thing that you need to do is share your favorite piece of beer, blues, and BS content to your Facebook page. Hey, maybe it's this video. Maybe you say these guys do an excellent job breaking down the rumble. I got to share that with everybody. Maybe you like to watch uh, myself and our uh, sometimes guest, uh, Big D, suffer through an impossible music challenge. Hey, that's out there, too. You could share that with people. So share your favorite piece of content. And step three, make sure you tag Beer, Blues, and BS in the post. That way we see that you did it. You do those three things, do it here by February 16th, and you will be entered into the drawing that will take place on episode 100. Woo! Chance to win a triple B pint glass of your very own. Wonderful. So enter now. Do it. Do it now. And while you are watching, listening, etc., ah, man, just uh, grab a cold beverage, sit back, relax, listen in as we dive over the top rope, but don't get eliminated because this is Howard's favorite pay-per-view, the Royal Rumble. Woo! Yeah. Right, quick, quick backstory for what we do here. Number one, we do break down the premium live event as best we can. Number two, we make our predictions. We lock them in. We get everything ready to roll before the show, at least for me, because Howard, well, like Heath Slater, he's got kids. So things happen. Can't always see everything, what's going on with the show. But even if he did, he would lock them in before he even saw anything with it. So. Tonight, most likely, like every other night, I have made my picks well before the Rumble. They're locked in. Howard's got the digital proof of it with timestamps. I'm going to preview the match, and then Howard is going to make his prediction on the fly. And so they will be then all locked in to digital hell and stuck forever. And just in case people are wondering, especially since Kidder, you threw out that this is my favorite pay-per-view. Uh, no, I didn't get to watch it this year because I had to watch the kids and I would have been too busy chasing the kids around Kidder's place to actually consume the rumble. So I didn't get to. But uh, until we do this review show, I keep myself off of Facebook, off of YouTube, all of that stuff. So I get no spoilers. I have no knowledge Except for maybe a little bit of research I did beforehand, some oh, you know, man. some commentary, some things. Because mostly, mostly Kidder, it was uh, as you know, picking who's going to win the Rumble, and uh, you know who might be a surprise entrant. Hardest damn things to do, you know. There, so I, I may have watched a couple of like preview videos, trying to trying to you know get mm. get some. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe maybe some inside. 
I don't know how much that helped, um, but that, that's okay. about it. But that was all done like Wednesday, Thursday of this week. So ah. <clears throat> nothing, nothing today. So been wonderful. Well, as they say, down here we go. It's time for Royal Rumble 2023 and the Triple B. Here we go. So starting off, first of all, we need to talk about the graphics. We need to talk about the open. We need to talk about the music. First of all, the graphics, pretty good. They're still sticking with the Royal Rumble theme from 2019, as uh, you can see on my shirt. That was the Rumble that I attended in Phoenix, Arizona. It was a wonderful time, wonderful city. Phoenix, keep it up. Good stuff happening in Phoenix. The next piece, uh, they did pretty good to, to keep that theme still rolling. Uh, although I do have to say that I, I miss the, the old subway theme and the older Royal Rumble logos. Uh, Howard, if you remember that, uh, I mean, we're, we're talking a good eight plus years ago, probably. But all the wrestlers are on the subway and then they start fighting on the subway and it pulls up to the station and they kind of fall out because they're all all fighting each other. Anyway, side note. So the overall theme. All right. It's in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. And this year they had the artist Hardy. And his theme song sold out it's an okay song my problem with him is that he is a country rock artist in fact i believe it said uh rap rock country and not a huge fan of of him to begin with but you know what that's fine We'll get to that later. So the theme song there, it's okay. The int uh, introductory video is what I wanted to say. Opening video. Did not like. It was somewhat of a hearty concert. And then mixing in superstar videos and clips from episodes and things. And just not a fan. Uh, you know, it. To me, it didn't have any of that extreme buildup like years past. And uh, truthfully, WWE has been slacking on their opening videos. I haven't been like, man, this is like awesome. This is the best opening video I've seen in a while in years. In fact, Howard, when's the last time I was like, wow, that was a great opening video? Uh, You know... I, I couldn't maybe tell you exact one, but there was one somewhat recently. And and by that, I don't know that it, you necessarily was like quite that amazing, but it was like, yeah, it was good. It was decent, but I couldn't, couldn't, yeah. couldn't tell you which one, but there, there's been at least one in the two years that we've been doing this show. Mm -hmm. It's probably like Survivor Series. <laughs> that was like, that was the last one, but anyway. So there's the, the opening setup, the opening premise for it. Right off the top of the show, after Michael Cole introduces himself and Corey Graves, 
They're talking about Royal Rumble, Michael Cole's favorite night in the year. And there you go, Howard. You are one and the same of Michael Cole. You're welcome. Suddenly, the music starts and people are starting to cheer and people are like, what? What is this? They look as the camera shifts over to the entrance area and it's Pat McAfee. He's back. They surprised Michael Cole and Corey Graves. So the first surprise wasn't even part of the show, really, but it was. Pat well, McAfee showed up, said his plane landed about 27 to 30 minutes before the show started. So they got him in there and got him to the arena real quick. I, I, I'm, uh, Okay, note to self, scratch Pat McAfee on the list of Royal Rumble entrants. Um, he, he was on my list of possible surprise entrants for the match. You know, it's like mm. football season's done. Pat McAfee could be back. Mm -hmm. He could be a great surprise entrant into the Rumble. Mm -hmm. So like he uh, wrestled before. He has. Mm -hmm. so, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so... <laughs> It, it would have been a good pick, but uh, okay. So scratch that off the list. He's no longer a surprise entrant. So, well, I mean, he's kind of a surprise entrant, just not to anything aside from the show in general. So, <laughs> so you don't get that point. Sorry, Howard. All right. So right away, off the top of the show, bam! Men's Royal Rumble match. Whoa. Yeah. Now keep in mind on the kickoff. They had no matches like normal, which always scares me because they started at seven o'clock central and I'm going, man, I hope this is a three hour show. Well, uh, it was not a three hour tour. We'll just start with that. So as the men's Royal Rumble, lots of contestants and in fact, leading right up to before the show within about an hour or two, they had released the 27 of the 30 men who were in the match. they uh, You'll see throughout this, and there's Hardy with the uh, sold out, the album there. But uh, throughout this, you'll see little vignettes of the superstars in the back picking their number or discovering what number they're entering anyway. So my pick for the men's rumble is Cody Rhodes. And I also chose Cody Rhodes to be the longest survivor. And as a surprise entrant, I chose Braun Breaker. Power Blues. Okay. Um, well, Kidder, I know we talked about this on the past show, and I, I said that there's, and I guess maybe this is the other one that we should throw out right now. Uh, as a prediction, uh, but the there was the talk of the Rock being at the show, ah, um, as a possibility. Uh, just taking a few notes here. Uh, All right, just because knowing how we do this, um, I'm going to forget who picked what if I don't. Sure. Um, so, so just let me ask you this: your your prediction on the Rock at the show or not at the show? I can't remember what you chose. I said yes, that he would be in person. 
Okay. Well, I decided, thanks to my research, that The Rock would not be at the show. That would be my prediction. Uh, and because of that, uh, I, I, I fell back on who I thought to win it as Cody. Because that was the other one. I did. I did for a while think about going with uh, with Sami Zayn. Uh, the betting odds actually switched um, this week and had Sami Zayn as the most likely to win the Rumble. And Cody was second. But I just... I think that there's other things that they can do with Zayn to bring him into contention with uh, Roman Reigns if they want to pull the trigger on that. Uh, they've been doing a lot of stuff with Kevin Owens. And Sammy's so over right now. I, he doesn't need the Rumble. So I'm going with Cody. All right. Uh, longest entrant. I, man, Kinder, this is the first time I think we've ever asked that question. And uh, last the longest. Yeah, we, we've never asked that before. Uh, and I have no way of knowing. So I just actually took and came up with just a random name. Hmm. So I just made a list actually of like who I thought was going to be in the rumble. Because at that point, we only had like seven names. So I made a list, mm -hmm. rolled a dice. Uh, I got Walter. Which I thought was a good pick. So, Walter. Yes. Who's Walter? Uh, you might know him as Gunther. Oh. But I right. refused to call him that because he was known by Walter. Sure. Yeah. I figured uh, that's I, who you're talking about. I just wanted to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. When the whole, like, because originally that Gunther name they also had a last name to it and then they found out that they basically picked the name of a nazi so i just i stick to yeah. calling him uh, walter sure uh and then surprise entrant kidder my my thought on this was easy let's let's go let's see who maybe uh who's been out and who's been injured and who might be making a comeback because i couldn't think of any free agents and uh I thought about Big E. It would have been a good choice. But uh, I found a news story from like day before the rumble where people said, nah, he's in no condition yet. To, he's making progress, but he's not ready. So I was like, Big E. Randy Orton, he's been out. That would be a great surprise for him to make a comeback. But I couldn't find anything on him. And then there was Matt Riddle, who... Uh, with everything, his six weeks is up, which makes it him eligible to return. So I'm going to go with Matt Riddle as my surprise entrant because he's been out. Yeah. Would make sense to be a surprise that he's mm -hmm. back. So I should disqualify you because he's with the company as a contract because Edge was injured and then went to film a movie and he hasn't been uh, here for like three months. Edge That's was my initial pick. Yes, but that one is a known quantity, you know, mm. like it's known that he could come back. And in fact, mm -hmm. he was already scheduled to be on the show against Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match, which they ended up scrapping. So the fact that he was like already scheduled for the show. 
kind of dissuades that. Whereas Matt Riddle has been out. He's been attending rehab. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he's through the program and such that he could come back. Probably not. I'm so. telling you, I, I really think it's an awful choice. But it was like that or Orton. That was the only names I had. So Sure. But there All you right. go. So, in the Rumble... I'm going to give you the entrance one through 30 and then kind of discuss. So first entrant Gunther second entrant Seamus number three, the Miz number four, Kofi Kingston number five, Johnny wrestling Gargano number six, Xavier Woods. Number seven, Carrion Cross, which an interesting thing. No one has won from the number seven entrant position. Eight, Chad Gable. Gable. Sheesh. Uh, number nine, Drew McIntyre. Ten, Santos Escobar, who's part of Zelina Vega's uh, <laughs> faction. Number 11, Angelo Dawkins, bringing the smoke. Number 12. Brock Lesnar. Number 13, Bobby Lashley. Number 14, Baron Corbin. Number 15, Seth Rollins. At 16, it's Dozer himself, Otis. 17, Rey Mysterio. 18, Dominic Mysterio. 19, walk with... Elias and uh, Ezekiel was nowhere to be seen. Finn Balor at number 20. Sucker Booker T at number 21. Damian Priest at 22. Montez Ford at 23, bringing more smoke. Number 24, Edge, the rated R superstar himself. At 25, Austin Theory. 26, Omas. 27, Braun Strowman. 28, the flippy floppy himself, Ricochet. 29, Logan Paul. And 30, it's my son, Cody Rhodes. So there's your 30 competitors for the Rumble (laughs) match. So. As we start the match, mentioned Gunther from Imperium is there. Number one with Sheamus. They start out the match. They have a real good, you know, one-on-one situation. Because if uh, you remember from uh, a month or two ago already, they had quite the banger after banger on SmackDown for really the the match of the year. Uh as uh, I mentioned, then we had The Miz, Kofi Kingston. First person to be eliminated is The Miz after he got a brogue to the face. So continuing along, Drew McIntyre, number nine. They uh, were cleaning house, and Karrion uh, Cross was eliminated from a, with a boot to the face there. Brock Lesnar, again, came out number 12. This one would have been great to have the number of suplexes because, you know, I usually guess 13 
for the number of suplexes? Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, he came in and gave 13 suplexes because there were probably 12, 13 people still in the ring, and he started cleaning house. I'd also like to mention that Baron Corbin was out. Uh, let's see. Uh, that was uh, after him, uh, as I mentioned. So Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, and then Baron Corbin. Uh, so Lesnar ended up cleaning house. Like I mentioned, he eliminated probably six different people. And then when Lashley came out, they were fighting each other, got a clothesline. Lesnar was eliminated and lost his mind. Uh, super pissed. <clears throat> grabbed the the card off the top of the announce desk and threw it into the ring and then was yelling at you know people uh went over to the steel steps grabbed the top steel step came over to the announce desk and slammed it down on top of the the desk and pat mcafee had some popcorn there that uh, exploded uh, then, as he was uh, walking back, a bunch of officials came out. Lesnar uh, grabbed an official and threw him over into the audience, over the barricade into the audience. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So he started walking out. Baron Corbin's music hits. Corbin's coming out, and he makes it right to where the T is next to the ring apron and the ramp. Lesnar grabs him, F5s <laughs> Corbin right on the mat and um well guess what corbin is i, I don't know he's dead he doesn't doesn't exist anymore because he didn't somebody carried him out or something he just disappeared so as i mentioned ray mysterio number 17 his music hits his titantron is playing plays and plays and plays and plays and nothing happens so then number 18 dominic mysterio uh, his music and Titantron starts playing. He comes out with Rey Mysterio's mask on his face. Takes it off, looks at it, holds it in his hand, says something, and then he starts ripping the mask apart. So with that, they essentially wrote Rey off TV for a while. Uh, on Friday Night Smackdown, he was legitimately injured. Again, I think his shoulder, uh, something along those lines. But uh, they basically said, we don't know what happened and we might never know. All right. So Booker T made his appearance and that was a nice pop being from Texas. Uh, everybody went nuts when Edge came out and then uh, right away he went after Judgment Day and... Uh, Omos and Strowman were 26 and 27, you know, back to back. And they had a, a, a face off basically. And Strowman, uh, ended up eliminating Omos. And I, I just am not a fan of Omos. I've talked about that before. So go watch our previous episodes as uh, I talk about, uh, Omos. So Logan, Paul, uh, right away, the crowd just went nuts, but booed the crap out of him. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then Cody Rhodes came in, and of course, everybody 
went nuts in a positive way there. So at one point, Logan Paul was on one side of the ring on the holding on to the ropes on the outside, just standing there. And on the opposite side of the ring, Ricochet was standing in the same position. And they kind of made this like back and forth, like you want to go? Okay, really? Like, let's do it. Both of them jumped up onto the top rope, getting that momentum and that bounce off the top rope and came straight in the center of the ring and collided and fell like a sack of potatoes. It was nuts. It was it was insane and it sounded like it really really hurt. So more eliminations, the final four include Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Gunther and Austin Theory. Cody Rhodes eliminated Theory with a huge clothesline. Logan Paul was actually never eliminated and so the fact that it wasn't the final four because he went through one of the middle ropes then became the actual final four. So Cody Rhodes ended up eliminating Logan Paul, threw him over the top rope. So the final two, Gunter and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes hit the crossroads and Gunter got up. Then Cody clotheslined him over the top and eliminated Gunter, making him the winner of the 2023 Royal Rumble match. Your uh, winner for the amount of time spent in the ring is Gunter at 1 hour, 11 minutes, and 40 seconds. The match itself was 1 hour, 11 minutes, 42 seconds. There you go. A banger of a... <clears throat> first match yeah it uh it sounds like a pretty decent rumble uh the only thing that i would say just kind of listening to this i'm a little disappointed by like the uh surprise like entrant on this because really it's booker t you know mm -hmm. and uh and that's it there he's the only surprise entrant and not that he's a bad one it's just i don't know they're kind of moving further and further away from having like actual surprise entrance i mean they didn't really have one last year i mean mm -hmm. booker I t is it. yeah i i'm not a fan of it either i you know because even if you're with the company you know but if you've been gone for a while they haven't seen you and you come back I mean, so Cena had that surprise entrance where he came in as number 30, but he was supposed to be out for like another six weeks. You know, that was a big one. But yeah, they've always had, you know, one or two kind of surprise entrances. It's always kind of just fun because you're just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this person. Mm -hmm. um, so it looks like as I'm doing the uh, quick scan here. Lesnar eliminated Chad Gable, Santos Escobar, Angelo Dawkins for three total before he was eliminated. And Cody Rhodes eliminated Gunter. And as I scroll down, Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, Braun Strowman, 
and Logan Paul. So Cody Rhodes picks up the top spot with most eliminations for this year's Royal Rumble. Hmm. All right. Moving on to the uh, second match of the night, which you actually happen to see the preview behind my uh, arm here. That is Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight in the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. On this, I chose Bray Wyatt. Uh, you know, Kidder, I, we, we talked when we recorded the podcast this week um, about how, like I've come to kind of enjoy LA night and kind uh, I think he's an interesting guy. Um, however, I kind of feel like a lot was made about bringing Bray Wyatt back. You're probably paying him pretty handsomely to be back. Why have him lose in his return match? So I got to pick Bray. So, all right. This match ended up being five minutes, five seconds officially. So here we go. LA Knight makes his way to the ring first, and then Bray Wyatt makes his way to the arena. Lights go out, and they have black lights set up, thankfully, because there's no stupid red lighting like The Fiend. So uh, out of this, uh, the, the ring attire was very interesting because it popped it was meant to pop right because it's all black lights so i i kind of enjoyed that about it because you could still see the wrestlers but they were glowing so i mean it was kind of like thunder alley <laughs> but cool all right so with this it was kind of a no holds barred match so they did go around or an extreme rules match i suppose you could say so they're around the ring in and out and doing what they could to use some weapons and this and that so knight ended up making his way out of the ring wyatt followed him getting his feet tangled up knight jumped on wyatt crashed through the announce desk so the announce table exploded and the production team put a bunch of confetti stuffed into the commentator's desk. So when it blew up, all of this confetti came shooting out and, you know, gave a, a light pop because it was all glow in the dark, right? It was kind of cool and kind of dumb at the same time because you could tell that they knew that was going to happen because why is it in there? Um, so at this point, Wyatt was a little bit dazed, but, uh, this is where LA Knight found a kendo stick and starts hitting Wyatt with it, but doesn't work too well because Wyatt grabs him, hits sister Abigail, and then one, two, three, the match officially over five minutes, five seconds with Bray Wyatt picking up the victory. So right afterward. Wyatt ends up stalking L.A. Knight all the way to the back corner of the area. Ends up keep still getting hit with this kendo stick. And, and now he has a, a different mask on as well, which, again, interesting. So suddenly they're in this area 
that's you know a raised platform and the camera angles just such so you see uncle howdy up top and la knight's laying on the floor and bray white standing over him and uncle howdy does this huge backdrop off of the ledge and completely misses la knight but explosions go off and everything and and then it's on fire and they look up and you see the the puppets from the uh the the firefly funhouse up there and and then they go to commercial break so that part absolutely terrible there were some memes created about it with uh like la knight just laying there and you can even see la knight push himself over to try and compensate for how far away uncle howdy was as he was flying it's you you can still tell it was not good <sighs> This is uh, disappointing to hear, Kidder. I keep wanting them to just do something good with Bray Wyatt, and this just sounds like this was garbage. Yep. That's correct. That's for as, as big as they kind of were making this, because originally this match like between them was supposed to happen on like a random SmackDown. The fact that they pushed it all the way to the Rumble made you think, oh, they're going to do something big and good with it. And then it's a black light extreme rules match that lasts five minutes with a botched big spot at the end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No wonder this was second on the the card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I believe uh, Michael P.S. Hayes was producer for this or no no uh it was abyss i stand corrected i was gonna say uh most of the time when it's been these kind of hardcore matches um abyss is the tends to be the producer on them mm-hmm. but this, all right yeah Third match on the card for Royal Rumble is the WWE Raw Women's Championship match with Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss. Now, with this, I went out on a blissful limb and chose Alexa. Jaco, your thought? (sighs) I was going to go with Bianca. I... I like Alexa Bliss, but I think with the stuff that they're gearing up with with the Wyatt family, I just don't think that they're going to want to put the title on her right now. So I'm going to stick with uh, Bianca. All right. So Alexa Bliss makes her way to the ring first because she's the challenger. I do have to admit that her theme song, which has just been remixed again, is a lot better than what it was. Uh, The past couple versions have not been that good, in my opinion, because I really like the... uh, It's called Spiteful, I believe. 
that one's just really, really good. And they haven't matched that level of fun yet. So there's that. So when we start out, Alexa Bliss starts the match. Bianca Belair really can't get any momentum. Alexa Bliss is all over her. She goes for the cover early, but Bianca kicks out. And as Bliss was talking to Belair in an attempt to get into her head, Bliss kept using Belair's ponytail to gain an advantage, but the tables then turned as Bianca started to impose her size, strength, and athleticism on Belair, uh, Bliss, that is. So Belair ends up hitting a moonsault from the top rope and uh, goes to try and pin Bliss, but she kicks out. Nice counter move here. Bliss gets the DDT and covers Belair, but not able to get the three count. So Bliss in control again at this point, not letting Belair get the momentum. Out of nowhere, Belair hits the KOD, covers Bliss for a one, two, three. Bianca retains the Raw Women's Championship. Another match that is only seven minutes, 35 seconds. I was uh, somewhat hoping that uh, Uncle Howdy or somebody would pop up from the dead and, and come out and, uh, I don't know, interfere in some way or, or uh, without actually interfering. But uh, that obviously, as I just mentioned, did not happen. So Bianca Belair retains the Raw Women's Championship. After Bianca is leaving and she is on her way out, out uh, on the quote-unquote ramp because they didn't have an actual ramp. It was a weird setup again where there's this long walkway to the back. And so she's standing there holding the title up and a video plays on all the monitors kind of like this. Uh, actually, it's a lot of that footage all over again, taunting Alexa Bliss, just like what you saw in the background there. And so they're still pushing that, even though I think that's very annoying because she doesn't need to be in that stable. Yeah, this uh, sounds like another disappointing match with not a lot to it. I'm, I'm really wondering, Kidder, how does it that this pay-per-view went four hours? You know, because... Well, we started it off with uh, an hour and 11 minutes. I, and I we still I have get... the women's match. And, and now we're, you know, 13 minutes in past the men's match. And, well, look at this. The women's Royal Rumble match happens to be the next one on the card. Oh, boy. So for this, in my picks, as I look once again, I picked Rhea Ripley to win it all. I chose Becky Lynch to be the longest uh, remaining entrant. And then initially I chose Beth Phoenix and then Howard yelled at me. And so I chose Molly Holly as a secondary, which uh, like in theory, I could probably make an argument. You like, cause you talked about her on the, uh, the podcast get her, you know, she works for the company. She's a trainer, not, you know, she's a she's an easy pick. Easy pick. That's Molly Holly. Yeah. Okay. So who's your pick? What do you got? 
Well, lay it on. Uh, uh, not much difference in the winner. I also had Rhea. I think she's just out of anybody who's in the title picture. I feel like she's the only one who's in part of a interesting storyline and uh, has something going for her. That wasn't like Bliss, who was just in a match. Uh, longest, I had no flipping clue, so I did the same thing. Random name generator, and I ended up with, I think I ended up with Natalia, if I remember correctly, which is a terrible, terrible pick for longest. On the surprise front, Kidder, I, I racked my brain about who could possibly be a surprise. Um, I even watched a video about like everybody who had been let go from the company and where are they now? And uh, I came up with, with three possible names. Uh, Chelsea Green, who has re-signed with the WWE, and they haven't brought her out yet. Um, so, so there's one. That could be a surprise. Um, Eva Marie, you know, all read everything. Uh. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that I had, and I could see this one, Kidder, because of the whole bloodline thing. Um, you know, it, it's it's because there's there's talk about some of the other members of that family. Like uh, there's, I think Solo's got a brother who's just started his wrestling training who could join in on the bloodline. But there is another member, and she's been there before. She's not wrestling for anybody else. So I have Nia Jax down as a surprise. Hmm. Okay. Because I can well, see that giving them a female to then you could have Bloodline versus Judgment Day and actually have women competing in part of that. So mm -hmm. that's, that's what I got. All right. Well, here we go. <clears throat> this match is one hour. One minute and eight seconds. So your entrance. And by the way, the men's match, 28 official people entered the match, which I think is annoying. And I still think they need to go to like 40 like they had before. So number one, Rhea Ripley. Number two, Liv Morgan. Number three, Dana Brooke. Number four, Emma. Number five, Shayna Baszler. Number six, without her wild, wacky, waving, inflatable, flailing arb to Ben Bailey. Number seven, B-Fab of the unfabulous Hit Row. Number eight, Roxanne Perez. Number nine, Dakota Kai. Number 10, EO Sky, because they were able to keep them separated in the naming contestants there but next to each other number 11 natalia number 12 candace Lorray. number 13 zoe stark number 14 zaya lee number 15 becky lynch number 16 tegan knox number 17 asuka number 18 piper niven who you may remember as Dewdrop. Mm. Number 19, Tamina, because nobody Mina than Tamina. Number 20, Chelsea Green. Number 21, Zelina Vega. Number 22, 
Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, wait. Uh, Rodriguez. Number 23. Mishin. Mia. Mishin. Yim. Mishin. The joke there is that she's Mia Yim, but they were trying to rename her Mishin, and then they have called her Mishin Mia Yim, and that's her nickname that she's always had, but it's still just Mishin, but Mia Yim. Uh, 24, Lacey Evans. Number 25, Michelle McCool. Number 26, Indy Hartwell. Number 27, Sonia Deville. Number 28, Shotzi with the tank and all. Number 29, Nikki Cross. And number 30, Nia Jax. So, Rhea out first. Liv Morgan out second. They start going at it, but of course... Don't uh, give Liv Morgan a real chance to get any momentum. Now, the women's match, I did not like. Uh, as part of this, the action was in waves, right? You get a little boost here and a little boost there. But it still wasn't good um, for several reasons. Uh, number one, Nia Jax. And the, I'll get to that, uh, but just just how everything was was played out, whatever. So with uh, Roxanne Perez, she's the current NXT champion, and she's also from San Antonio. So that was a pretty good pop for the people in San Antonio. But of course, when she got thrown from the ring. People were pissed. Uh, damage control came in and they were laying waste to people. Uh, of course, started eliminating people. Um, Natalia actually had a nice pop as well. And she came to the ring essentially dressed as uh, her dad and uh, their you know team from back in the day, as this is the 35th Royal Rumble. Um, let's see. So Shayna Baszler was there. Um, Natalia tried clearing house until she got hit from behind by Shayna. Uh, damage control continued eliminating people, but Becky Lynch came in at 15, challenged them. And then Asuka at 17 was a, a big push at that point because Asuka, not only did she come out to the ring, but she had this big mask on so you couldn't see her face until she got right to the ring, takes the mask off, and it's Juggalo Asuka. <laughs> it's, uh, she's been listening to some ICP before the match. No, it, it's her other persona, like the evil Asuka. Mm. Um, Howard, you may have the actual name of what she used to be known as. Hmm. Okay, well, apparently she's world known, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. So, Piper Niven, another person who doesn't need to be with the company. When she came into the ring, she was, 
yelling at people and went face to face with Tamina and it was supposed to be a big moment, but I was more pissed that she's there again. Uh, at this point, Bailey ended up eliminating Becky Lynch and then Liv Morgan was able to eliminate Bailey. So a nice set there that kept things going. Now, the next piece, as you, as I mentioned, Michelle McCool was an entrant Mm -hmm. earlier in the evening. They showed in the audience, number one, rocks. Mom was there. And number two, they showed Michelle McCool and her daughters, and I think her parents or something, sitting in the front row, pretty much behind commentary. So Michelle McCool's music hits, and the camera runs over to her, and she's like, uh, all right. And so she hands like uh, some jewelry to her daughter and takes off her whatever zip and ran in and Started going at Tamina and was doing a pretty good job. I was like, I've never seen that before. Somebody called from the audience. <laughs> like, that was a good spot. So I like yeah. that. Yeah, there hasn't been from the audience. There has been, uh, like, well, from the commentator's desk. Mm-hmm. They've done that one. Number 30 is coming along. And the other thing is they were not waiting 90 seconds like they you know are supposed to for entrant to entrant some of them were more like 45 seconds and they had another entrant like they were trying to get it moving along because you could tell that it was garbage and then they screwed up the countdown for number 30 they just started playing Nia Jack's music. And then the countdown clock came up. And then it went away. And then they cut to the entrance area where she came out and was standing. And then you hear the and <laughs> like, yes, that's right. That was a wrong choice to bring her back. Another reason to not watch wrestling. Um, so at this point. She's in the ring and she's screaming at him, calling them all bitches and this and that. So she gets into the ring and she, and she's like, "What? What are y'all gonna do?" And I'm like, "This is why you're not supposed to be on TV because you're super annoying and you can't wrestle and you just injure people." So Rhea Ripley's like, "Let's get her out of here!" And I'm like, "That's let's go, Rhea. Good job." So Rhea Ripley, Nikki Cross, Oscar, and Liv Morgan along with a few others, grab Nia Jax and shove her over the top. And Nia Jax, yeah, bitches, blah, blah, blah. And they're all, you know, like, whatever. Okay. So your final four, Rhea Ripley, Nikki Cross, Asuka, and Liv Morgan. Nikki Cross gets eliminated by Liv, leaving Ripley, Asuka, and Liv. All three of the women end up on the apron. And you know how that goes for a a spot. So Asuka pulls back. She's going to spray Ripley, but Ripley ends up leaning down, sprays Liv right in the face, but then uh, ends up uh, getting 
eliminated. Okay. So now it's just Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley still on the exterior of the ropes. And Liv is holding on to the rope, but is blind from the mist and comes is trying to feel where Rhea is and like tries to hit her or push her or kick her or something like that. But Rhea ends up doing this pull off the ropes, grabs Liv with with both of her legs, and then does a whip where grabs uh, Liv off the uh, the uh, apron there and eliminates her. So Rhea Ripley, your 2023 women's Royal Rumble winner with that. Uh, I have to say that now that we have both of the Rumble matches, <clears throat> both Cody and Rhea were injured in some form during these matches. And so obviously we don't know what will happen here in the next few weeks, but WrestleMania is, you know, a, a long enough time away where they in theory should be able to rehabilitate and be better. What pisses me off about Rhea Ripley winning this is about half the match. She sat on the, on the ring steps, like she was injured or tired. So not not a fan of of that and the action this this whole rumble match was just not that good so the other uh longest time uh for the match was Rhea Ripley entering at uh number 1 and technically tied with Liv Morgan because even though Liv was eliminated, that's when the match ended and that's when the match began. So technically, both Liv and Rhea had one hour, one minute, and eight seconds, but Rhea wins. And so, however, you want to work that out. I don't have to worry about it because um, either of us chose Liv or Rhea to be the longest. So, <laughs> no point to either of us. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I gotta say, kid, this does sound like this was a kind of a lackluster rumble, and uh, I am really sad that my surprise entrant was actually true. I mm -hmm. kind of picked that as a like, ah, that's not gonna mm -hmm. happen. <laughs> you know, she was eliminated by Oscar, Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, Mia Yim, Michelle McCool, Nikki Cross, Piper Niven, Raquel Rodriguez. Rhea Ripley, Shotzi, and Sonia Deville. They I, all get the point for eliminating her. I yeah. I mean, I can see again some of the points I made, but that was based off of like the three names I had. And I would have sworn that Molly Holly would have been in there because that's always a big pop. Mm -hmm. So I, I I figured you had that as a give me point. So yeah, hmm. not not tonight. Yeah. Uh, live uh, if you count, you know, the <clears throat> mass elimination there. Live ended up getting three eliminations, and Rhea Ripley with uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, and then Bailey, Dakota Kai, Neo Sky as a collective with one, two, three, four, five, no, four, 
And then Dakota Kai had an extra one. EO Sky had an extra one. So, and then uh, Becky Lynch with uh, two. Yeah. So it, uh, either either Rhea Ripley or I, I'd say Rhea Ripley had the most eliminations as well for uh, tonight. Oh, uh, also as a side note, Ripley and Morgan set a new record for the longest time spent in a women's rumble match, breaking the record set by Bianca Belair at 56 minutes, 52 seconds in the 2021 Royal Rumble. You know, I I have just a bit of a problem with that, uh, just because of what you said with them mostly having sat around and not really participating. I mean, mm-hmm. the the truth about it is, if you're that Iron Man, you gotta constantly keep showing up and and, and being part of it because it's it's one of those things you need the commentators to be like. Oh, so and so was in it from the beginning. He's been in it for a total of you know thirty minutes at this point. You know it. What good is it if it's you know you're just sitting there doing nothing and not making yourself part of it? Also, uh, should mention that Gunter set a new record for the longest time spent in a traditional men's Royal Rumble match at. An hour, 11 and 40 seconds, which breaks the record that Rey Mysterio held from the 2006 Royal Rumble at one hour, two minutes, 15 seconds. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. I mean, Rey's but, had that for a long time, so. But no longer. <laughs> All right. Now, a musical performance by country music rock singer. Hardy singing sold out and they didn't even sing the whole song next on the match Roman Reigns the WWE Universal Championship and uh, KO's the opponent there Sami Zayn required to be at ringside with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman for this I chose Roman Reigns. I mean, look, I would love for KO to walk out with the title, but I don't think it's happening. Um, I got to pick Reigns as well. Uh, this match, your main event, 19 minutes, 15 seconds. KO out first. What was funny about it is he ended up hopping up onto the turnbuckle and sitting on top of the turnbuckle because, good Lord, Roman Reigns takes forever to get to the freaking ring. So Roman Reigns comes out shouting, I'm going to teach him a lesson tonight. Bell rings. They lock up. Reigns hits Owens with a shoulder block to start the match. Reigns keeps getting... The better of Owens while taunting him. Owens then turns the tables, unleashes the offense on Reigns while 
taking him outside the ring. Owens threw Reigns against the front row barricade and at this point is in control of the match. Reigns took control, though, and slowed it down because, you know, you can't have a Roman Reigns match without taking a nap. Uh, really tried to do what he could to hurt Owens on the apron. Reigns delivered a drive-by on Owens and continued to have his way with him. More of the slow pace continued for i don't know a good five minutes but owens ended up getting a little momentum takes some control hitting hard right and lefts then owens hits a giant frog splash while reigns is laying on the outside of the ring and then owens picks him up throws him into the ring owens hits a frog splash on reigns while he's in the ring after trying uh, going for the pin that is reigns kicks out at two so at this point, Reigns is back up. KO's going for a move, but Reigns hits a Superman punch reversal. Owens kicks out of the pin there for two. Reigns continues to try to end the match. Reigns goes for a spear, misses, which leads to him ramming his shoulder into the ring post in the corner because that's never been done. Owens goes up to the top rope, hits a swanton, covers Reigns, kick out at two after a few back and forths reigns gets another spear on ko but when he goes to pin ko well guess what ko kicks out at two ko gets up goes for the stunner reigns blocks it pushed into the referee owens gets the pop-up power bomb goes for the pin one two three four five six seven eight nine because there's there's no official right mm -hmm. well they he gets up and and owens is frustrated well reigns gets up low blow ko which of course the official didn't see even though there's a flock of zebras in the back watching for when their cue to come out so they're both on the on the mat reigns yells at sammy to get a chair Sammy reluctantly gets a chair, throws it into the ring. Reigns turns around, and KO gets a huge stunner. But when Owens goes to cover him, Rain ends up kicking out at two once again. They get up. Rain hits a, a Reigns hits a, the a Superman punch again, and then another spear. Owens again gets out of the cover there for a two count, and now Sammy Zayn is over pleading with KO because KO is just toast. Well, this is outside the ring. KO gets up, and Roman Reigns does the other move that is never, ever done, which is spearing him through the ringside barricade into the timekeeper area. I despise that. It's overdone. So, Reigns grabs him, picks him up, throws him into the ring, hits another spear, covers Owens for the one, two, and three. Roman is still your undisputed WWE heavyweight champion of the world. And again, that is 19 minutes, 15 seconds. So after the match, the bloodline, they come out, i.e. Jimmy and Jey Uso and Solo Sokoa, 
because they were told to stay backstage for the match. Roman asks Paul Heyman for two sets of handcuffs, and they handcuff KO to the ropes. Reigns is going to hit him over the head with a folding chair, but Sami Zayn gets in the way, intervenes, and tells Reigns that Owens has had enough, doesn't need to be attacked anymore. Reigns starts screaming at Sami, gives him the chair, and says, you need to hit him with the chair, then prove your loyalty to the bloodline. They're yelling at him. Sammy hesitates. Reigns starts yelling at Zayn, pointing out how much that Reigns and the bloodline have done for Sammy Zayn, elevating his career. Roman turns back around, starts screaming at KO. Sammy starts coming in with the chair, and instead of hitting KO, bam, he hits Roman with the chair and the whole bloodline in shock. So then Jimmy and Jay and Solo start beating down Sami Zayn for a bit. Jay ends up leaving the ring and uh, Roman gets up, rips the shirt off of Sami and they take it back. Uh, Jay walked out first uh, in disbelief as to what happened. And then uh, Solo Sokoa, Sokoa and Roman... Uh, Paul Heyman, and, of course, uh, Jimmy Uso go over to the entrance aisle while Owens and KO uh, or KO and Sami Zayn are still in the ring, laying there, toast, as they put up the copyright, and uh, that's all, folks. They actually did a recap video, though, so I'm, I'm uh, happy about that. Because I've always liked the the quick recap video at the end of the show. Yeah, it's showing you what you just watched, but you know what? Sometimes you forget or you fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, it uh, I, you know it sounds like actually a pretty good match between Reigns and Owens, you know. But those two have had excellent matches and i'm i'm excited to see where this storyline goes kidder uh they have a big show coming up in montreal so you know sammy and ko on the same team that's going to be a huge pop when they get to montreal yeah and uh i wouldn't be surprised if we're not seeing ko and sammy versus the bloodline at mania Maybe even change for the tag team championship. Yeah, I think that's what they're building towards, which I think will be definitely a good match. So, yeah. Yeah. And the only reason that Roman match was good is because KO was in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Reigns, especially in this heel persona, is wrestling a very particular type of style to his matches, that slower pace. And. That can be fine, but you need the right person to play against that. And KO has done a nice job with that. So, sounds like that was probably the best uh, match. And Kidder, I think the only one that was really kind of screwy. So, is that our also our DraftKings screwy finish of the night? That sure is there, Howie Blues. Here it is. Yep. One, one, one of these days, they'll maybe pay us to 
do that. But yeah. next thing we know, we'll have to do the the shucky ducky quack quack moment, sponsored <laughs> by DraftKings. But we don't we don't have a graphics team to make the uh, the duck animation. So yeah, we'll skip yeah. that one for now. Yeah. Well, any final thoughts about the Rumble Kidder? You know, for it being <clears throat> uh, high on my list for favorite matches, uh, it wasn't as good as what I would have liked it to be. Uh, in fact, as we continue into the future, it makes me want to go back 15 years or so and, and watch some of those matches <laughs> instead because I get more enjoyment out of those. For whatever reason and the other thing they need to bring back the 40 wrestlers you know you don't have to make it longer because you can still eliminate people keep the momentum um otherwise it's just it just drags on uh the other thing that i forgot to mention during the men's rumble is kofi kingston uh, was eliminated immediately after Xavier Woods, but he wasn't supposed to be eliminated because Xavier was eliminated and was setting up the chair and whatnot for the big spot so then he could try and you know jump on the chair or, or whatever. But Gunter threw him out wrong, and he it looked like he smoked his head on the announce table and off the chair and it just looked horrible. So hopefully Kofi is okay. That's the second year in a row that they've kind of botched the Kofi saves himself spot. Yeah. Other than that, well, I think that's about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, you know, maybe one of these days I'll get to check out the, uh, the Royal rumble matches, but, uh, otherwise get her. You've been talking for quite a while, and uh, as is tradition on these uh, wrestling reviews, uh, allow me to bring this show to a close with a healthy dose of cheap plugs. Okay. Yeah. So, you can start off by finding us at our home in cyberspace, beerbluesbs.com. That's right. It is our homepage. It has links to where you can find the show. It has a little bit about us. Hey, it's even got a spot where you can buy us a beer. That's right. A cool, tasty beverage. Maybe as good as a grain melt. Or more than likely, something not that's going to probably kill us, like this Apocalypse IPA. More on that to come for you viewers in the future. Also there... While you're there, hey, click on the old merch button. Buy yourself some merch. That's right. We have some great merch out there. Uh, everything from witty sayings, things that have been said on the show, to, you know, things that are purely created to troll some of our uh, friends. It's all there. And you can find it on a wide variety of products. So, again, make sure, click on that merch button, buy yourself some merch. Hey, you want more than just the podcast and that? Well, you know, you should keep an eye on our uh, other places where you find the show, such as YouTube, because not only can you see our happy, smiling faces like this, get episodes that have all sorts of wacky edits, thanks to our editor, Future Howard, uh, but every now and then there's special content that drops only to YouTube, so make sure you check that out so you see everything we're up to. Also, check out our Facebook page. 
Kidder's been known to post some extra stuff there. Me on occasion. Mostly Kidder. And, uh, you know, Kidder being the social media guru of the Triple B has even got us on the old Instagram. Which is good, because if it was left up to me, I wouldn't do it, because I don't understand how Instagram works. That's right. I'm the old crotchety man on this show. But we're on Instagram, too. (laughs) Hey, say maybe you're going on a trip or traveling, and man, you can't sit down in front of YouTube and watch the show. Don't worry, you can still take the Triple B with you. That's right. This show originally started as an audio podcast, and we still put these out on Instagram pretty much every audio podcasting service there is. So whether you like to listen to your stuff on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or iHeartRadio Podcasts, whatever the hell their service is, Stitcher, who knows? Uh, Hey, just look for the Triple B. You can download the episodes. Take us with you. We're a great listen to while you're on that long car trip or plane flight or wherever. And, uh, hey, maybe, maybe... Maybe you're on that trip and you don't want to listen to some talking. You just want to jam to some tunes. Well, my buddy, the good old Mark Kidder there, he's got a playlist over on Spotify. It's the Killer Kidder Show with so much curated music that, uh, I mean, it'll last you for like months, man. It, it's it's a lot. And it's all hanged, chosen by Kidder himself. If it's on there, you know Kidder's rocking to it. So make sure you check that out as well. It's up to 460 hours and 38 minutes. That's an awful lot of music. It feels about <laughs> as long as some of these matches went tonight. And uh, with that, hey, that gentleman on the other end, he is the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. I'm Howard Blues. And, uh, you know, keep your beer glass at least half full. You know, free beer tomorrow. And, uh, you know, uh, whenever that buzzer goes off, you'll catch us down that old Tuscan Highway. Night, everybody. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Pretty quickly. You know what? I didn't almost say... quicker than the men's match, or almost yeah. quicker than the women's match. Yeah. You know, Kidder, the one thing I, I realized we didn't say in the body of the show, and I'm going to say it now, and then I'll put it in like a behind the curtain. Uh, I mean, for the audience, they, they've been able to see the scoreboard, but I think you probably have this figured out. Uh, you came in second place tonight with four correct. Uh, I was the big winner. I surprisingly had seven correct. I got lucky. I got real lucky. I, I I don't think I've ever done that well on the Rumble predictions. Ever. Don't worry. Backlash is coming up again soon, so I can 
Or wait, was that Extreme Rules? Which one was uh, that that I aced? Uh, I forget which one. I'd have to go back and look. But Well, whatever it is, it's coming up again. Yeah. Unless they got rid of it, which wouldn't be... Yeah, but you have aced one before. I, I haven't. Um, I just got lucky. I just sheer dumb luck on some of those, like the Walter pick. <laughs> yeah. And the Nia Jax one. I... It's like... It's like, it's gonna be one of these. I, I think. heard the... I'm a monster, and I went, oh, for...